Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulky Boo Podcast. And today, we're going to be going over the matches that have already happened in Euro 2020, or 2021, however you want to call it. Um, going a bit more into detail with the England match, um, and keep keeping you up to date with the Poland versus Slovakia match which is currently taking place as I speak um, and then I've got I've got to talk about the uh, Christian Eriksen incident on Saturday evening but before I get into the uh, nitty the all, all the good stuff. I would love it if you could share this podcast around. Give it a review on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening to it. Um, anything you can do to help would be absolutely incredible. And if you can hear wind blowing, I do apologise. It's just in the UK right now, it's just short of 30 degrees Celsius and it's really hot. And <coughs> basically, I need my fan on. Um because without it, I'm just dripping with sweat, and it's not a nice sight. Um, but we started with Italy versus Turkey on Friday night, um, UK time, and Italy walked away three nil winners. You had um, there was an own goal by one of the Turkey players, obviously. And Immobile and Insigne scored for Italy. Um, Italy, I think, will win that group, which I said in my last uh, um, my last podcast on the Euros. But I think it it was well deserved because Italy dominated that game from minute one to minute ninety, and <coughs> it's a. I think Turkey will still get through. Um, it's going to be tough for them. They need to beat Wales, beat Switzerland. But I think they can do it. They've got a good team. Um, and then moving into Wales versus Switzerland, it was one all. Pretty dull game, to be fair. Everyone was hyping up Gareth Bale. You had Robbie Savage on um, commentary. And anytime Wales did anything of note, he was basically jizzing his pants like it, 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 it just weren't. You want commentators to be completely like unbiased, and in this situation, Robbie Savage was just. I know he is Welsh, but yeah, it it was just annoying to be totally honest. Um, <clears throat> we move into Group B, and we had. Denmark versus Finland, which I'll do more in a bit because I want to talk about something major that happened. And then the other group game was Belgium 3, Russia 0. You had Lukaku scoring twice, if I'm not mistaken, and Munier, I think it was. Um, Again, pretty decent game. Belgium out and out deserved winners um, 
two games I didn't see, but obviously I've seen the scores and I've seen. Um, so Austria three, North Macedonia one. I didn't see it, um, and then Holland three, Ukraine two. Now I've seen the goals from the Holland game. Um, I think it was Yarmolenko. He scored an absolute rocket, which fair play. But it was all in vain because Ukraine lost the match anyway. Um, but due to goal difference, Austria are top of that group. Um, Belgium are top are top of their group as well. And then Group D, England versus Croatia. We won one nil, which I'll get into into more detail in a minute. And literally, it finished about what an hour ago. Scotland lost 2-0 to the Czech Republic. Um, they had the better chances, Scotland. Um, Vachlik with some great saves, to be fair to him. And then Czech Republic's first goal. Set piece. Uh, was it a set piece? I think it, it started from a set piece, but then there was an overlap overlapping run on the right on the Czech Republic's right wing and then cross into the box and she uh Schick, I think his name is was there to header it in far corner Scotland goalkeeper had absolutely no chance second goal was just a masterstroke bit of genius um you had Scotland pressing like pushing up the pitch for the for their equaliser, um, and then on the counter attack, Schick, Schick gets the ball, pretty much on the halfway line, and just hits it and lobs uh, David Marshall in the Scotland goal. So we've probably seen. Ooh. Oh, oh, it went wide. Slovakia just I just see the Slovakian like the ball hit the uh, net and I thought it was in but it weren't it was just wide it hit the side net um, yeah and going back to the Czech Republic Scotland game it it was um, it was one of those that you don't see very often and it was it was a very good goal but it could have been very easily avoided if David Marshall was smarter to react if you see a counter attack starting, you get back on your lot. Like you start coming back a little bit, or at least get ready to retreat. But it is what it is. Um, as I said, you got Poland versus Slovakia playing right now. Fourteen, fifteenth uh, minute. Sorry, fourteen twenty-two is currently on the clock where I'm watching it. Tonight we've got Spain versus Sweden. Finishing out Group E, and then tomorrow we have got Hungary versus Portugal, and then France versus Germany. I think whoever wins that France game wins that group, um, and I think it will be Germany. Portugal, I think, win their game, and then Spain, I think, will win theirs, and I think Poland will win this one that's currently going on. Um, but let's get into the England review fully. 
Southgate started a decent team, to be fair. Um, I would have only personally made a couple of changes, but I turned out to be wrong. Um, which is why they're professionals and I'm not. Um, basically, we went with um, we went with Pickford in goal. We went Walker right back. We played a four-two-three-one. Walker right back, Mings and Stones. I think it was in centre back, and Trippier as left back. We played the two in front of the back four of Rice and Phillips. We then played Sterling, Mount and Foden behind Harry Kane. Now, <coughs> if you'd have asked me from the start, Pickford wouldn't have played. I would have played Hender- uh, Dean Henderson in goal. I think Trippier should have not played. And I would have played uh, Ben Chilwell. And I think either Rashford or Grealish should have played over Sterling and in the first five minutes we hit the post uh, Foden gets born in the right hand side of the box and so our right hand side of the box and cuts inside on his left foot hits a curler and hits the uh, hits the base of the post and it goes away and obviously like the, the group I was watching it with, I was watching it with my family, and everyone was like, "Oh," and getting really pumped up and hyped. And I know I just made it sound super boring, but <laughs> it weren't. Um, a few, I can't remember exactly how long later it was, but Phillips had a decent shot as well that the goalkeeper had to had to deal with, um, and we had a few hit and miss chances that very very rarely go in Slovakia have just scored by the way oh wow who scored it as soon as I can see who scored it I'll let you know but he's running down the left wing he cuts inside goes into the box and he takes a shot and it goes through someone's legs I think it does and it beats the goalkeeper at the near post Let's have a look. Yeah, so he's on the left wing now. He's running at the right back. And he's got another... Got the right winger on him as well. He cuts inside. Goes round the right back. And he drills it. And I think he gets a deflection off the centre back. And beats the goalkeeper in the near post. Sloppy defending. Very sloppy defending. And... I can't see who scored it. Oh, it, hit, it hits the post. And it goes back in off the goalkeeper. So it will go down as an own goal. Um, but anyway, back to, back to the England game. We we had a few iffy chances here and there, and nothing really special. Um, but then in the second half, Phillips gets the ball right hand side, and he. Runs inside, plays a nice through ball to Sterling, and Sterling taps it in, makes it one nil. Um, and even then, he nearly screwed it. It took like a deflection off the defender and off the goalkeeper, and it trickled its way in. And yeah, it was it was nervy, but it went in, and 
we went one nil up and the changes Southgate made, he because Kane had a chance later on and he missed, but he hit the post himself. Like so, I think he took the shot, and he his follow through has made him go into the post. And at first, I thought it was his head, but he's put his arm up to block his head from being hit. And what that's done is it spun his body around and it hit him. Like he his ribs hit the post. Um, so we brought off Harry Kane for. Rashford I think we brought on I know we brought on Jude Bellingham and we brought on Calvert Lewin as well um it was it was the subs were right and I think overall it was a good performance um could have been a hell of a lot better but the Croatia was the hardest group game on paper. And we walked out of there not only with a uh, not loss, but we got the three points. And I'm a cynical person. I don't have a lot of hope when it comes to England. But what I will say is yesterday, Southgate and the team proved me wrong. Um, I just hope it continues because it will be very very England to beat someone tough and then go and lose to Scotland on Friday when we play them um, I, I, yeah it will be very typical England um, but with us playing Scotland next it means Croatia played the Czech Republic because of the scoreline Czech Republic top our group at the moment on goal difference um and yeah it, it's it's still obviously very much in our hands because if we win our next two we'll top the group automatically because that way Czech Republic won't be able to if we win our next game and Czech Republic win their next game we're both through so and then the match against the Czech Republic will be to see who tops the group and then the match between Scotland and Croatia will be the one to see if they can get out of the group themselves as the third place like one of the better third places um, but yeah that that was pretty much it for the England game it was quite a dull affair to be honest um, but probably the biggest talking point it, it, event, incident however you want to word it of the Euros so far was Saturday evening Denmark versus Finland Um, about five minutes from half time Christian Eriksen um, current Inter Milan player former Tottenham player He collapses on the pitch. No one around him. Just collapses on the floor. And you had immediately you had Simon Kier 
the Danish captain shove his hands in his mouth and move his tongue out of his throat to make sure he can breathe put him into a recovery position and almost immediately start CPR ref stopped the game and although I give him a lot of stick fair play to him Anthony Taylor um, the the physio the doctors came on and um, all you had was broadcasters the the TVs trying to zoom in on a at the time dead Christian Eriksen um, as I said they were doing CPR on him pumping his chest and again Kiev the Danish captain he told the players the, Dem- uh, the Denmark players to form a wall around Christian Eriksen and the doctors to basically to stop the um, <clears throat> the vultures that are the media getting their eyes on it and their cameras on it um, Christian Eriksen's wife or girlfriend I don't know which one she is but she's with him either way she comes down to the pitch absolutely crying her eyes out Kier and Kasper Schmeichel are both there comforting her and at this point the cameras cut back to what is a wall of uh, Denmark players and you can you because there's no like towels between the players legs and stuff you can see Christian Eriksen's body jolt from the use of defibrillator which is if you don't know what they are it's the thing the pads on the chest and if you've ever seen um, like movies or hospital shows or anything like that they'll go clear and then they'll shock you and the chest go like jolts and trying to restart with his heart sorry this is really really tough to talk about um at that point from what I've been made aware of afterwards a Finland fan threw a flag over so that they could give more privacy from the media um the doctors and the ambulance crew who had all the stretchers were holding towels in front of um in like around his body and my sister she she works in um she works for the NHS and when we we were all watching it and she said that that typically means he's dead um as soon as they couldn't see it anymore 
it cut back to the studio about 20 minutes too late, 15, however long it was. It felt like a lifetime. Um, and he... Well, the, I was with my family again and we were all discussing how basically life it, it makes you realise how short life can be and how just in a moment it can be over and sorry um, and how harrowing it can be that if that a professional footballer someone who is meant to be one of the most physically fit people on the planet can just collapse like that now it turned out he was alive he was fine he's okay he's in hospital he the use of the defibrillator brought him back they only needed to use it once and he he came round and um, there was a screenshot of when they were carting him away into the ambulance to take him to the hospital his eyes are open he's got his hand his hand on his head he's got vent like um, breathing stuff on and like obviously to help him to make sure he can keep breathing um, it, it was it was heartbreaking and when when shit like that happens with football or it, just in general you 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 put rivalries aside then you hope to fucking god that he's alright and as it, it turns out he is um and uh there's a couple of people who deserve special mentions um the doctors and the medical team that brought him back the referee for calling on the doctors as quick as he did and stopping the match but the big one for me is the Denmark captain who spur at the moment when a lot of people would panic he did what he could to try and help save his friend's life and he probably did save Christian Eriksen's life by doing what he did the game got restarted it it was all over TV news that when Christian Eriksen came to, he, like in the hospital, he was fully conscious, fully aware. 
and he um, it was said that he got the player like requested that the players continue the match and if that's true fair play to Christian Eriksen the man just suffers a cardiac arrest and the first thing he thinks of is his teammates um However, a news story came out today. Peter Schmeichel, former Man United goalkeeper, the dad of current Leicester City and Danish goalkeeper Kasper Schmeichel, basically came out and said that that weren't the case at all. And... UEFA threatened Denmark that if they didn't carry on the match, they would have forfeited the match 3-0. And if that's true, UEFA are a bunch of scummy wankers. A man literally suffers a cardiac arrest on the pitch and you expect him to continue. We won't ever know which one's the true one. Both might be true. The Denmark players might have been told that. And then when Christian Eriksen heard, he might have said, yeah, just play the game. Both might be true. We don't know. We'll never know. But the fact that Gary Lineker, when the when the BBC came back on air with the match like when match of the day came back on he turned around and said that a lot of people have been in like basically uproar with the images broadcast and then basically passed the blame over to UEFA saying it's not our our choice what the TV cameras show they're at, they're at the discretion of UEFA we just air it basically we're just the broadcasting cha- channel um, my thing with that would be cut the broadcast then cut the camera and if you've got no control of camera block the air in and take it back to the studio which they have the power to do but they didn't and do you know how we know they've got the power to do that any time you see a streaker go on the pitch or a kid runs onto the pitch to try and get an autograph or a picture with a uh, with a player or something like that they cut the cameras quicker than anything but this one a man literally for however long his heart was stopped guy was dead on the pitch and they wanted to show him receiving CPR they wanted to show his wife absolutely crying her fucking eyes out what kind of scum are they because that's what they are this isn't something they can just simply pass the buck with if it's UEFA broadcasting the images they're just as culpable 
they're just as culpable anyway. Especially with what Peter Schmeichel's come out and said today. But they BBC, regardless of whether it's UEFA in control of the cameras or not, still have the power to cut the feed. But they didn't. They're just as bad. And as I said, I mean, thank God, Allah, whoever you want to thank, whoever you believe in, if you believe in anyone, thank them because the guy's alive and it's... It's amazing. It really is. Having known someone very close to me who has had CPR and made it themselves, it was a very harrowing sight to see. Very traumatic, very... Brought back very bad memories for me personally, and that's that's why it was... Or it is hard for me to talk about, but... I'm one of the lucky ones in that the person close to me who received CPR and defib and all that survived. Christian Eriksen's also a lucky one. He survived. But that'll be it for his career. His career's done. They won't let him play football again after that. And if they do, it's negligence. Because if he's had a cardiac arrest once, what's to stop it happening again? Something... This isn't the first time a player has suffered a cardiac arrest. And I know you look at it, you've got to look at it in proportion of how many matches there are, how many players there are. But one time's too many. We've had Fabrice Mwamba, Christian Eriksen now. There have been others in between. And a lot of it is because of how much how much these media companies push players you could you play midweek to fit our schedule then you play on a sunday to fit our schedule then you play the euros that fit our schedule and there's only so much a human body can take. And we saw the epitome of that with Christian Eriksen. His body, for a short period of time, literally gave up on him. It said, I can't take it anymore. His body cried for help. And it... Something needs to change. 
because if it doesn't, it won't just be two with Moamba and Ericsson. It'll then be three, four, five. And unfortunately, one of them won't make it. We can't be so negligent with players. Yes, they're athletes. Yes, they're fit. Yes, they're... They're they're at the top of their game. But there's only so much a human body can take. And we... We... We as fans, we're guilty of it as well. I, for one, sit there and go... Are they footballers? They should be able to do. What? Why are they going down with cramp or saying they're tired? They they should be able to do this, that, and the other. And in its instances, like with what happened with Christian Eriksen the other day, that do make you realise and it it wakes you up. I'm never, ever, going to moan at a player when you can see they're just drained anymore. Ever. You know... Excuse me. You know they put the GPS things on players now. Like the... Under... Thermal shirt thingy. That's got the GPS in it. I think they need to start putting a heart monitor on them. Of some kind. Any form of dodgy looking anything, they're off. Like what they've started to do with concussion now, where if you show even any form of sign of concussion, you're off the pitch. They need to do the same when it comes to the player's heart because it, as I said, it will come come a point where it'll happen and the player, whoever it happens to won't make it and that's the last thing you want to see but can you imagine because he's he's literally being revived on the pitch his wife girlfriend, I don't know, is there crying her eyes out. What about his family at home who are watching that, seeing what the broadcasters are showing? Knowing that their son, their nephew, their grandson... Whoever Christian may have been to them, their uncle, may never live again. What UEFA did, what the TV companies did, was absolutely shameful, disgusting and despicable. And they need to be held accountable. And it also makes you realise just exactly who the true heroes are. 
doctors in this case people like Simon uh, uh, Kier, Kier the Danish captain even Anthony Taylor he might be a shit referee but as a human, he's a resp- he is responsible for saving another human's life. He's a hero. And, yeah, it, it is a scary thing. And I hope, I hope I never see it again in my lifetime. And... I hope Christian Eriksen makes a full recovery and as I say I think I definitely think that's it for his career Um, and it's a shame such a shame because despite how I used to hate it when he played against us when he used to play for Tottenham he was one of the few you'd sit there and go you're a tasty player. You, you, you're fucking brilliant. Can't stand you, but you're fucking brilliant, and you respected him. You rate him as a player. You had Lukaku when he scores his goal that same night, telling Christian Eriksen he loves him. It was it was one of them moments when football came together and all hoped that he was okay. And as I said, gratefully and thankfully he is. As far as I'm aware, he's still in hospital. But he's he's out of the woods as again as far as I'm aware. Um that is a positive note that I'm going to end it on so thank you so much for listening if you did enjoy it as I said at the beginning please share it around it will mean the absolute world to me Um, leave a review all that good stuff and until the next time I will see you then good bye